Hi, friend. Hi, friend. I'm Michael Cassidy. And I'm Laura Holloway. And this is the Actors Helpline. So I, I think I told you that we, uh, I, for the first time, and also my daughter for the first time, watched uh, a classic <laughs> film by the name of Zoom. Zoom. Starring one Michael Cassidy. Yeah, it's true. My daughter, uh, she had a different energy around talking about Uncle Michael. <laughs> so we should say we should say before you get into it that Zoom is a film. Yeah. You can obviously Google it, but it's a film starring Tim Allen and Courtney Cox and Chevy Chase. I'm in it. Kate Mara's in it. Uh, Spencer Breslin's in it. And it's a kid superhero movie. That's all you need to know as like background. And it's like rated G yeah. and it's perfect for Laura's daughter. <laughs> so she's now fully obsessed with Zoom. She's talking about it. Like when I drive her friends around, <laughs> I I hear them in the backseat and and she'll say things like, um, you guys, you guys know this movie Zoom, right? Like she tries to play it super cool because oh, you can and- tell she's leading up to saying, oh my God. yeah, I'm, uh, that's my friend, Michael. <laughs> but she doesn't, it, her energy around it is unlike anything I've ever heard. She's obviously, her mind melted when we were watching it. Cause she knows that, she knows you're an actor. She knows I'm an actor. Like she's not phased by people being actors, right? right. Obviously. Right. And she wants to be an actor, which I am fully discouraging at every single chance <laughs> I get. So I'm just kidding. And so now the last couple times you and I have had, you know, meetings or whatever, we've been talking on FaceTime and she'll kind of enter the room or walk by. She'll afterwards, she'll say to me, he sounds just like Dylan West. Which is my character's name in the film from 20 years ago. Yeah. So I, the weekend of your wedding, 467 years ago. It was actually 468. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I missed an anniversary somewhere in there. So it was right around when that movie came out. And remember there was like Burger King swag in their meals, kids meals at Wendy's. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Wendy's. So there was, your mom had like a box of this stuff. And I remember just, we were like wearing it and just endlessly giving you crap that weekend. Do you remember that? Yeah, totally. Probably not. Totally. Of course. Dude, we, were you there the night they had a giant poster? We, I lived in New York at the time and I was walking around with like five friends and and the posters were in the bus stops and they were the big posters, the six foot tall posters. And we were walking around one night at like 1 a.m. And two of my buddies unscrewed one, pulled it out. And they were like, this is yours. Take this. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? I mean, run. It's theft. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my gosh. Michael. The helpline's ringing. Should we answer it? We should answer it. Let's see. Let's see who called the helpline. Hey, guys. How's it going? This is Baron Bodecker. My question is, what is y'all's process for memorizing a script? Thanks. All right, Baron. All right, Baron. Thank you. Question numero uno. That's a great question. That's a great. That's a great question. I don't I don't know. It's, it's such a good question. We have no idea how to answer it. No clue. Maybe we should rethink this whole thing. <laughs> 
Wow, just stumped right out of the gate. It's like a it's t- the, the po- our idea for the podcast was that we would give advice to actors, but it quickly turned into a game show gone wrong. Like yeah, a terrible wow. basic actor trivia for which we have no answers. No one wins on this game show. <laughs> no, but seriously, this is a really good question, and I feel like it's you know a one oh one. Like, how do you memorize? What it? I'm a teacher as well as an actor, and I own and operate an acting studio. And this is the question that I get the most from people who have just joined. There's yep. inevitably a hand goes up. And so do you have any tips for memorizing lines? <laughs> you know, of course, because it's the first thing you have to do to work on stuff, really. Well, not necessarily, but we'll get into that. Yeah. I also um, get it the most from non-show business people. People want to know, how do you, how do you learn all those lines? Yeah. The cocktail party question. It's the cocktail party question. Yeah, what do you tell people at the cocktail parties? Um, I give them the long-winded answer that I'm going to give on this podcast because I can't filter myself for social situations. <laughs> which is why, which is exactly the kind of person that should have a podcast. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and no friends. Thank so goodness. check, check. <laughs> so what is that, Lancer? I'm, I'm excited to so hear it. So I... I do it a couple of different ways, and it's always sort of preparation slash rehearsal time dependent. I default to Boy Scout perfectionist, what do they want from me in professional situations? I always have. And so, so much of my process around any sort of like goal-based thing in acting is, is, is in an effort to subvert that part of me. Because I've found that part of me um, is just a, it just takes up a little too much of my sort of like artistic space. So for an audition, I try again, in order to subvert that part of me, I try to not think about memorizing at all. I try to spend as much of my limited rehearsal time as I possibly can making choices that interest me, hooking myself into the piece. Um, If I get it officially memorized, great. If I don't, I work with the sides of my hand or I tape the sides to my light stand, or I I really just need to prioritize my choices, my performance, the jokes in the case of, of a, of a comedy and the action, what I, my character is trying to do over the memorization. That being said, one of the key things about memorization in my experience is that it's a great tracker for me to know where I'm still disconnected from the character or the through line or the circumstances. So if I'm really connecting with the words and the other characters, the memorization generally happens really quickly. Like I've learned a couple of page scene in three slow rehearsal passes through the script in the past. If I just get it, if I just understand the beats. Um, But other times there are certain lines that are that are just not there when I reach for them. And then the memorizing or the lack of memorizing is actually telling me what I'm missing about the scene or the action. And that can be really, really nice as like a marker for what needs to be more refined in the performance. When I'm working, when I have the job, the first thing that I do just organizationally, because memorization is so tied into the rest of rehearsal for me, is I get the production schedule. And for those of you that don't know, films and TV episodes are often filmed out of sequence because of the availability of actors or other elements or uh, locations often. 
So I get the schedule and I figure out what order my scenes that I'm in will be shot in and how much time I have for the bigger material. And then I basically try to rehearse in shooting order as I prepare. And sometimes rehearsal is on set and sometimes it's in my garage two days before. And sometimes it's months before because that's the way that the lead time happened when I got the job. But it always sort of nets out in me working with the material and planning what is this day going to be for me? So I figure out what the shooting schedule of my scenes is going to be. And then I learn them more or less in that order. I do the same thing that I was describing with my auditions. I make my choices, et cetera, et cetera. But I just keep going until I feel like I could walk into the first shot and be ready. The way there's different ways that this sort of nets out. Um, Last year, I worked on a freeform show called Good Trouble. And on that show, in any episode, I generally had four scenes and the four scenes were always shot in one day. And so on that show, I had all the days that they were shooting all the other characters to be thinking through my choices and my memorization and the words for my single day of shooting. And even then I worked on the stuff in the order that they were going to shoot or they were intending to shoot it that day. Um, And I obviously pay more attention to when I have more lines versus when I have less lines. And then there are other times just to give a sense of this organizational thing. There's a film that I did a number of years ago called The Stray, where I'm in almost every single scene and I was on location in Utah and that was four weeks straight of being in every single scene. And so in those cases, organizationally, I had to figure out like, where is the uh, word preparation slash memorization, like workload for that day or that week, and then really be organized about how I'm going to go through this. And then to specifically answer the question of how I do it, when I was a- around 20 and my manager suggested a coach named Harold Guskin, who has written a book called How to Stop Acting. And I talk about his book a lot because it's a great way to memorize, which I'll describe, but it's also a great way for someone who's perfectionist the way that I describe to it subverts all of that. And the way that Harold talks about it, I mean, I recommend the book to anybody, but just really quickly how it affects my memorization is that he suggests that you experiment with the words in the scene as though the, uh, the lines are occurring to you in that moment and to pay attention to what arises for you and how you connect to this stuff moment by moment. It's a process he calls taking it off the page. And that is the simplest way for me to say how I memorize. I sit with the script, I look down, I take in some of the line, I look up, I say it in a way that is occurring to me in that moment. And I do it with everybody's lines. So I generally, generally learn everyone's lines. I didn't always do it that way. I've done it um, other ways. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but I like that method of actual memorization and rehearsal and preparation because it sort of brings everything as close to me as possible, as quickly as possible. And like I said, it engages a creative part of my brain as opposed to a perfectionist part of my brain. Um, There are some exceptions to this process. There's sometimes when you just have to learn really quickly, Um, Mm -hmm. like uh, I was thinking about a multicam that I did. Uh, I, every multicam I've ever done, sometimes the entire draft or your entire storyline changes the day before you shoot your entire storyline. And there's sometimes when you're just, there's no time, or at least it felt like there's no time to sort of organically get it in there. You just have to sit there and like drill it, uh, for lack of a better word. I haven't found drilling it, especially the way that I'm picturing the way I did it on that show sometimes as being better or faster than 
taking it off the page and being more creative. But sometimes I just would feel so squeezed by the rewrites. Sometimes they rewrite on set and they go, okay, here's a new speech. And in those cases, it's a little bit less playful and a little bit more um, drilling or militant or, um, or sometimes you just, I've worked with people who can't memorize lines. And so sometimes you actually shoot unmemorized. And that's an interesting process too, to sort of watch people's just sort of working that. That's not been my experience. Um, but it, there's a lot of different ways that this can go. So do you, do you think that when you get stuff and you only like on the multicam and yeah. you've got rewrites since the, the night before or whatever, you really only have a very short amount of time. Do you think the reason that I would think that the reason that you would want to just drill it instead of taking it off the page, even though I heard you say taking it off the page might be just as effective with that amount of time. Mm-hmm. But I would think for me, taking it off the page w- wouldn't work as well for me because I would be stressed about the time. Do you know what I mean? Like I would be distracted in my own brain by the crunch. Yeah. So I don't know though. No, what your your question is pointing to like a fundamental uh, tension in this gig, which is that it's a super Mm -hmm. technical job. It's a, it's a very um, time technical job, a very physically technical job. It's all of these things that we always talk about. And your job between action and cut is actually to be super creative and dynamic and interested and engaged. And a lot of time you don't feel like you have space to do that. Or I'll just say, I don't feel like I have space to do that. So um, yes, is the short answer to your question. And navigating that I have found is um, so much of my work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This is, this is so fascinating to me because I, I just, you know, we're all so different. I memorize, you know, I don't drill it, but I memorize by rote with no inflection, like just, hello, my name is Laura. I have 65 cats. I don't know. I don't have 65 cats. So that's just what came out. No, no, that was a line that you had. You um, were just saying one of your lines that you've memorized about a woman who has 65 sure, cats. Sure. Who happens to be named Laura? Yeah, I can't um, wait to see that. Or movie. I would see, or I would see my future. It's completely. <laughs> who knows? Um, so, I use an app that is, I believe, only available on iPhone <laughs> right now. I don't think you can get it on Android because last time I checked, my students told me that. But I use an app called Cold Read. There are several apps you can use to help learn lines. Since I found this particular app, I have not really done it any other way. So I, I input these lines into the cold read app. The way it works is you record your voice saying every single line in, let's say the scene, right? And then the cold read app will take out your lines. You indicate myself or reader, myself or reader, and it'll take out your lines. It'll play the reader lines, which is everybody else. And when it hears you say the last couple of words of your line, it will play the next line. So it's like having a reader to run lines with. It just happens to be your own voice. Um, you can also pitch it down or pitch it up if you don't want to hear your own voice exactly the way it is. Ooh, but, you uh, can do like um, like the chipmunks. You could go to like chipmunks voice. I, I believe you can pitch it up or down. I believe. I may have done that in some other uh, program, but I, I think you can. 
prior to cold read, which has just been in the last couple of years, I did something very similar to what you were talking about with uh, taking it off the page. Um, the only difference is really that I did it without inflection. It wouldn't be necessarily the way that I would say it. I would look down, take in as much of the line as I could, look up and speak the line as much as I could remember without inflection. It's always by rote for me. And that still works for me. There are times where I don't have time to input everything into, into the cold read app. And maybe it's an audition with not a lot of lines and I don't even have to, right? I just do this taking off the page type exercise and it works. Um, the more I do that, the easier it gets, like the faster it works for me. It's like a muscle memorization for me. The more I do it, the easier it becomes and the less pressure I feel, the easier it is, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is what we were just talking about a few minutes ago. And a lot of that pressure was internal that I was putting on myself, but sometimes it's a time crunch. Like, oh, I have this audition. I have a bunch of stuff to do and I only have really three hours to work on it fully and record mm -hmm. it, you know, mm -hmm. and tape it mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> because life. But once that cold read app came out, I really use it whenever I can because my life is incredibly packed, busy all the time, right? I have a family, I run a business, I have another business, which is an acting career. And as we all are incredibly busy, I can do that while I'm doing other things. So I can listen to that while I'm driving and be running lines with myself while I'm mm. driving. I can do it while I'm cleaning my house. I can do it while I'm weeding my garden. Like it just, I can get, knock things off my list while I'm doing that. And it works for me that I can't, I really can't say enough about how that has really helped this in this phase of my life. It is the way that I probably will do it for quite some time. In the past, I have done what seems crazy now, like write them out, over, write them over and over like Bart Simpson on a chalkboard, like the same line over and over until I don't have to do, you know, until it's just there. I've done that recently. There was a, there, yeah, when yeah. I, when there, when there wasn't a, um, converse, I did a legal thing and, and I had a, it was like an argument and I thought, you know, I'm going to try mm. once just writing it out word for word, but it was more of an exercise than a, um, necessity or a tool. Um, but you haven't done that in a while. You were saying, yeah, you did yeah. That. okay. Yeah. I haven't done it in a while. I mean, it was, it was really effective for me. Writing things out helps me to memorize them because my brain is somewhat photographic and that when I see things, it's easy for me to remember them. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but for some reason writing it, that's even more true. Mm -hmm. I think because I'm the thought behind while I'm writing it. Um, mm -hmm. I have done like flashcards, like back when I was in conservatory, I used to buy a million index cards and like use them like flashcards mm -hmm. <laughs> with lines, you know, the Q line would be on the front and my line would be on the back. So I could mm. look if I needed to. And that was really helpful to me at the time, but I was also a student with nothing but time mm -hmm. outside of class. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that, you know, um, yeah, so that that's, I've done all kinds of things, you know, it evolves and there was a moment in my memorization journey where I stopped worrying so much about it for some reason. I finally like got sick and tired of my own stress around memorizing. And the moment I kind of threw my hands up and this, it took years, it took years. The fear of not getting it right was actually preventing me from getting it right a lot yeah. of the time, but I really couldn't have known that until I let it go. And I couldn't have let it go until I let it go. Yeah. And then it got way easier. Like, like now I can memorize things very quickly. Um, and th I really think that that fear, it's an inside job, right? There's, like I said, there's not much I could do about that until 
uh, it happened, right? It was a process. Yeah, that's a great call out about the relationship between like fear of failure and actually the thing and whether or not. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely my experience. I did want to ask you, you said you memorize first and you memorize less inflected or by rote. Do you, do you reach a point where you're like, okay, now I know it and I'll start the other stuff now? Or is it more like, okay, I, now it's time to shoot and I'll probably just do some acting when it comes to me and uh, hit, turn on the camera? No, 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 no. I do. I do. Uh, I, I memorize it first. Okay. And like I said, nowadays I memorize it pretty quickly, right? Like I might need to run through the, the, the lines like three, four times tops before I have it. Like okay. if I have the time to kind of parse things out, it's memorize first for sure. Then I work on script analysis, which is, you know, essentially to find my objective, right? To find what do I need and who do I need it from? Um, in the okay. scene. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was curious about because I find that it's very difficult for me to learn it until I've decided what I'm doing slash saying, which I think of as be those decisions I think of as being script analysis. Yeah, yeah, totally. I heard you say that. And that's so fascinating to me. What happens for me when I have done that, because I have tried a lot of different things over the years, is that I tend to just have more line readings when I do that. And I am a person who really doesn't want to walk on to the job with line readings. I think the moment I have line readings, the discovery process is over. So I really want to be in that discovery process. Even when I'm on, even when I'm shooting, I want to be in a, a process of discovery to, to the extent that it is uh, technically possible with the other demands of the scene, right? Yeah. So when it comes to me and the other person I'm acting with or the other people that I'm acting with and what's going on moment to moment between us, um, I'm just a person who very easily gets line readings. So I want to be really careful of that. And that's why memorizing by rote really helps me. Because if I know it so well that I can go, you know, uh, my country tis of the sweet land of liberty of the I sing, you know, <laughs> it's an interesting choice. Um, it was that or the Lord's Prayer, those <laughs> are the two. So if I can do that, that's what causes me to feel like I don't need to think or worry about them anymore. They are in there. And no matter what happens, no matter how distracted I get by something someone else does or somebody moving behind the camera or mm -hmm. whatever, that line is going to be there. Even if it escapes me for a second, I just need to stand there and breathe and it will come. Mm. That's been my experience. And, and it will come... And I will be able to say it however I need to say it in that moment to affect whatever change I'm trying to affect in my partner, right? So, uh, yeah, that's why I do it by rote. That sounds great. It's, it sounds like it sounds like memorizing by rote is allowing you to do the best part, which is like be free to connect. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's that thing you talked about with like how to be creative and interesting, you know, in between action and cut, you know, all this other, you've done all this other stuff and now there's all these technical demands and how do you still feel like you're in that discovery process and being creative in that for me, that is what enables me to, to feel like I can, I'm free to do that. There you go, Baron. Baron, we dropped a couple of processes on you. Thanks for calling in. You too can call in to the actor's helpline. You go to the actor's you click the little microphone there on your phone, your laptop, your iPad. We made it easy for you. And you tell us what your question is. Or you know what? We'll take comments too. Constructive criticism, deconstructive criticism. We want to hear your thoughts. Hit us up. 
You can also find us on Instagram at the actors helpline. Theactorshelpline.com. Send us your questions. Make them juicy. Make them juicy. I want some spicy questions, Michael. Don't you want some spicy questions? I mean, I don't know the way you're saying it. It sounds so like exciting, but also so titillating that maybe I'll be a little scared. Yeah. As soon as I said it like that, I regretted it. (laughs) This amazing theme music is by Maddie Alger at the Cabin Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. 